News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. On the Mark is powered by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area at 221 North 36th Street, Quincy. Faith, family, and giving back. That's Cunis Country. And now, here's Mark Hespin. Good morning, Tri-States, and wherever you may be listening on the News Talk 1070 KHMO app, this is On the Mark. I am Mark Hespin. Thanks for making us a part of your Saturday morning, as always. We are brought to you by the great people at Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith, family, giving back. That's Cunis Country. Tell them. Mark Sencha, they're doing some really incredible stuff right now with refinancing. You don't even need to buy a vehicle. If you're driving around, you love your car, and you're like, well, I love my car. I just wish the payment was lower. Go check out the guys at Cunis because they are doing in-house refinancing to get you into a lower payment in your own car. They're just trying to help people out. It's an incredible deal what they got going on there. 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. All right. So, welcome on in the show. As always, follow me on Twitter, on Instagram, at Mark Hespin, M-A-R-K-H-E-S-P-E-N. Uh, or just uh, join us on the Facebook Live as well, on the Mark K. Jamo on Facebook. Search it, find it, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Lots to get to today on a Saturday morning. Uh, we are uh, flying through the NBA Finals here. Uh, we'll touch on that, obviously. Uh, Team USA, big losses, some new additions. How do I feel that works out for Team USA? Uh, men's basketball, I should be uh, more specific with that. The U.S. Open stacked leaderboard. We'll get to all of that in the show and a couple of little fun things to wrap up, including does Damian Lillard actually want to be traded? Reports are saying he's going to request a trade. And then Dame comes out and says, that's ridiculous. I'm not going to request a trade. We'll get into all of that as well during the show. Uh, but... Let's get it started. You know the drill. Hespin headline number one. Hespin's headlines on the mark. The Milwaukee Bucks are not only alive, they are alive and well, and I think thriving in the NBA Finals. Uh, a week ago, let's take ourselves back in the time machine. You're listening to me here on the radio ranting and raving like a madman as the Bucks are down 0-2 after two tough losses in Phoenix. And I said what? I said that the Bucs will go back to Phoenix tied 2-2. That Milwaukee will take care of game three at home, a lot of emotion, big energy, and then you're going to get at least one of the games, three or four, where Chris Middleton will win you the game. It happened to be in game four. Giannis was great in game three. The other thing I did say, though, Drew Holiday would also have a bigger moment. And if you just look at the box scores, then Drew Holiday, you'd say, well, he hasn't shown up yet in this series. But... Then dig a little deeper in the box scores, and you look at Chris Paul's turnovers over the past two games, and you realize, oh, oh yeah, wait a minute. Drew Holiday is showing up. He is making an impact in this series for the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, over the last two games, the Milwaukee Bucks big three outplayed the Phoenix Suns big three pretty easily in a, in a way to get this thing back to 2-2. Devin Booker was electric in game four. All he needed was a little bit more from Chris Paul or DeAndre Ayton, and he didn't get it. He didn't get it. Paul and Ayton struggled. Ayton is starting to show his youth. There's no, no shot at DeAndre Ayton. Great young player. But when you're dealing with veteran big guys like Brooke Lopez 
and you have guys like Giannis who are just figuring out how to eat you alive in the low block. You know, I've heard a lot of people comparing Giannis in a lot of ways to Lamar Jackson. I think the comparison is slightly apt, if, if almost correct in a way. He needs to play a certain way to win, but when he gets to play the way he wants to play, it's almost impossible to deal with Giannis Antetokounmpo. And you keep showing uh, ABC. I think they've done a great job with the NBA Finals so far, ESPN and ABC. They keep showing these stats of what Giannis is doing in these finals, and it's the only other people that are his name is even rec- in the same conversation with are names like Shaquille O'Neal, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Kevin Durant. I should just go to show you what Giannis is doing is absolutely historic so far through four games in the NBA Finals. Now, I think the pressure has completely shifted back to Phoenix. I think the pressure has completely shifted back to Chris Paul. Now, luckily for Phoenix and Phoenix fans, I don't doubt that Phoenix can handle a lot of that pressure, especially Chris Paul. Chris Paul is a a fantastic player. We talked about it the past couple weeks. He is deserved of this little bit of a coronation of his own talent, of where he falls in the pantheon of great point guards, uh, which certainly I think is very much... uh, with, the, with this finals run included in the debate for a top five point guard of all time, uh, you know, pick or choose, you know, where you want to go. I don't think he's top three right now, but we've said top five. And I and I do think they can handle this. But what worries me if I'd be a Phoenix Suns fan is that, let's be honest, Phoenix has to win game five to win this series. Milwaukee doesn't. Milwaukee does not need to win game five to win this series. I think Phoenix does. Phoenix has to give themselves a chance uh, to steal the game in Milwaukee and or get it back home and close it on out. They have, they, if, if Phoenix loses game five, it is over. Because as much as the fans in Phoenix are incredible and have been electric, Milwaukee equaled that and then some. And you can tell how Milwaukee, the series shifts and the and the refs let them play a little more Eastern Conference style of basketball, the way that Milwaukee likes to play at home. So if Milwaukee uh, can can get game five, and I certainly think they can, uh, with just how physical they've been playing, I think this is definitely over in six. It ain't going back to Phoenix. Phoenix needs game five. And that's a scary spot to be in because I think that weighs in the back of all of the players' heads, and they know it. And I do think that you'll see Milwaukee actually come out with a lot of urgency. The building is going to be electric tonight in Phoenix. I think 8 o'clock tip here, Central Time. It's going to be electric. It's going to be fantastic. I can't wait to watch. Crack Crack open a couple cold ones, sit down, watch two really good teams battling it out. Is this the greatest NBA Finals of all time? You know, probably not. Is these are these the two? Is one of these teams is going to win going to be immediately vaulted into a top ten team of all time? No, probably not. But this is a really great finals, really entertaining. The matchups are so unique. Uh, Phoenix with the shooting and the finesse and the ball movement versus Milwaukee. Milwaukee is like just the bouncer at the bar who is just elbowing people and and tossing people out of the ring. I mean, if this was a wrestling match or a boxing match or a tug of war or anything like that, Milwaukee would sweep this thing. So big, so physical. 
dominant in the paint. And and Giannis, again, so much of it deserves credit. And, and I really do think as much as we've talked about Chris Paul and how a finals win would elevate him, maybe then you could argue into that top four, top three point guards of all time. A Giannis Antetokounmpo finals win and a finals MVP, all of a sudden now we have to start talking about Giannis as this dude is the best player in the league. The, the best player in the league. There's moments where maybe he's not as... Uh, he's not the most offensively talented, or he's not the most well-rounded. But when he gets to his spots and he gets to play the way he wants to play basketball, right now he's unstoppable. And I mean, you you got to think about what he's already accomplished in this playoff run, and it's one of the reasons why I feel confident about Milwaukee. They won a game seven in Brooklyn against Kevin Durant. Now I get it. At that point in time in the series, you could argue that Milwaukee had more be- more good players than Brooklyn, but Brooklyn had James Harden, even if he wasn't one hundred percent, and they had what a lot of people would argue is the best player on the planet, Kevin Durant. And what did Giannis do? He won Game Seven in Kevin Durant's gym. I I, I just don't see Milwaukee being scared of a Game Seven in Phoenix. I think they would rise that occasion versus you've seen Phoenix get tight even at home in the pressure situations. When Phoenix is up and they're cruising and they're hitting shots, oh yeah, they're loose. They play, they got swagger. But you've seen it already and and you've seen it from their veterans. I mean, Jay Crowder cannot have a bad game. And that's tough. I mean, you've seen Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton have bad games and the Bucks still win. And be very competitive and very close. When Jay Crowder doesn't play well, the Phoenix Suns don't win. And I'm not saying that Jay Crowder is the MVP, but the Phoenix Suns team is so young and they're so raw in this moment that when CP3 is turning the ball over, what, like almost 10 times in two games because of the pressure of Drew Holiday, physical guard, getting up on his body, moving through screens, all of a sudden, it doesn't make those open looks for Crowder. And you got to ask those guys to get their shots. And all of a sudden, Phoenix is a lot of young talent, but only one guy besides Chris Paul who can just get his shot when he wants, and that's Devin Booker. And and even Devin Booker, as much as I love Devin Booker, is a kid, and he's not risen yet to that, oh, superstar level. Like we think of a, a Luka or a Trey Young, or I would even argue a Jason Tatum. I would put... Devin Booker slightly below that crowd. Uh, you, you know, certainly he could elevate himself to that crowd, but right now I, I still think he's slightly below it. You know, when Devin Booker has a bad game, we're not roasting him like LeBron has a bad game or Kevin Rant had a bad game. That's how you know you're a superstar. Giannis gets that treatment. Bad at the free throw line. We rip him apart the next day on on Twitter, on, uh, you know, all the, the, the network shows and ESPN and Fox and all those things. Uh, I re- I feel very confident about Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, a week ago, I was very confident saying that they're going to be back in Phoenix 2-2. Here we are a week later. They are back in Phoenix 2-2. I like Milwaukee tonight, and I like to, the, uh, them to close it out in Game 6. That's how I feel strongly. And and even if they lose tonight, I feel like Milwaukee will take care of Game 6 and Game 7. I think they, would, they have the veteran presence of mind to handle the pressure of a Game 7 in Phoenix and win that game. And I think this is a Giannis Antetokounmpo coronation moment. I think we're really seeing it, especially over the past two games at home. The dude has just been playing unreal basketball. And I and I really do think this is 
there's someone in his ear. It's that it's that special that these very few rare guys uh, in NBA history or in sports history have, whatever sport it may be, hitting this moment and and landing on a platform, and 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 I, it just feels like he's arriving, and this is it, and he's going to take this. Um, let's see. I, I, if the Suns lose tonight, it's over for the Phoenix Suns. They're not winning this series if they lose tonight. Milwaukee can lose tonight. I still feel like they can win this series. Uh, I'll take the Bucks in six from here on out. I think they win four straight. I do. I, it just feels that way to me. And uh, I, I, I felt confident going. You know, I, I've, I've been honest with it for four weeks now, five weeks now since the NBA playoffs started. The week before the playoffs started, I put a future bet, Milwaukee Bucks to win the finals. I've been riding it. It seems like it's going to play out that way for me. And uh, I'm not going to complain about it. That's for sure. <laughs> You're listening on the mark on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Highly recommend following me on Twitter at Mark Hessman for the action tonight. NBA Finals action. I'll be uh, a madman on Twitter. I know I've been quiet on Twitter recently. Well, that's because I've been in rehearsals almost every night. Uh, I've been watching a lot of catching up on DVR, uh, highlights and stuff. It's been uh, it's been rough. But, uh, hey, check it on out. If you're in the Quincy Hannibal area, Chicago the Musical, get your uh, tickets, 1QCT.org. We open Thursday night. Very excited about it. Uh, so, uh, But I'm very, very excited to have tonight off rehearsal, sit down, crack open a couple beers, watch me some NBA Finals action, Game 5. It's going to be great. Pivotal game. I think Giannis has a big game, and I think the, the Bucks uh, take Game 5 in Phoenix. All right. When we come back, Team USA, COVID, Brandon Beal out, new pieces in. I think this actually, in a weird way, could be a blessing in disguise for Team USA. I'll explain that on the way. Don't go anywhere. Live and local in America's hometown, Hannibal, it's on the mark on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Stuck with a high interest. Most adults with autism are unemployed, and a major hurdle is the lack of job opportunities. Well, that's about to change. Thanks to a new initiative from Autism Speaks, Lee Container, the J. Donald and Laurel Lee Family Foundation Fund, and Delivering Jobs that seeks to create a more inclusive workforce in the U.S. Lee Container is a family-owned business that has found success by staying true to the golden rule. Treat others as you would want to be treated. There are hundreds of thousands of people with autism, and people with intellectual or developmental differences who are ready and willing to work in our communities. Our coalition is committed to hiring an inclusive workforce, providing training for hiring professionals, and providing guidelines for all employees. Together, we can create a workforce where people of all abilities can contribute and thrive. Will you join us? We are inviting other businesses, institutions, and community leaders to join in. To learn more, please visit autismspeaks.org employment. No one wants to be a victim of a vehicle theft, but an alarming number of drivers are leaving themselves vulnerable. Keys and fobs are being left in unattended vehicles, making it easier for thieves to hop in and take off. This is especially true in winter months when owners leave their vehicles running to keep them warm. Don't make it easy for thieves. Lock your vehicle, set the alarm, and take all keys or fobs with you. Never leave a car unlocked and running. If you know something about a vehicle theft, call us at 1-800-TELL-NICB. A public service message from the National Insurance Crime Bureau. We are hometown news talk. 1070 KHMO. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. We are brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith, family, giving back. That's Cunis Country. You got to check them out. This weekend, they're doing this incredible refinancing event. 
It is very, very unique, very special. 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Also, ask them about the complimentary lifetime powertrain warranty on new and used, select used vehicles. Tell them Mark sent you. All right, uh, Team USA. You know, what was it? Two weeks ago, I was sitting here talking about breaking it all down, giving you guys uh, starters and bench. And uh, and I literally said on the show, Bradley Beal's going to be uh, really, really important off the bench. He's going to be your go-to kind of scoring option off the bench. And here we are now on July 17th, you know, what, a week away from the team leaving for Tokyo. And Bradley Beal's out for COVID reasons. And Kevin Love withdraws uh, to seemingly continue to rehab his, his calf. I also get the feeling that maybe Kevin Love... This might have been a kind of a ploy all along to not actually play, but to go to camp. It's one of those things where, one of those things where I think it's um, again, this is all speculation. But if you're Kevin Love, doesn't it make sense to show up to the camp, hang out with the guys, play really well in practices, joke around, and be like, hey, you know, Cleveland's maybe trying to get rid of me, or you know, you would you gonna, you know, if I got a buyout, could I come, you know, hang out with you guys? Would you be interested? On the Nets or on the Lakers or on the Clippers or a competitor, you know, a team wherever Damian Lillard ends up, type of type uh, type of scenario, um, and then maybe think, you know, I'm I'm now I, now that I got you know my kind of socializing in and my uh, my uh, you know networking in, I might bow out here for the actual Olympics. Uh, but so Kevin Love and Bradley Beal out, Javel McGee and the Spurs, Keldon Johnson in. I like the Spurs Keldon Johnson for two reasons. Young guy, athletic guy, he's going to eat up a ton of those garbage minutes. He's long, he's a good defender, and he's a he's a Popovich guy. Greg Popovich is the head coach. So Pop can tell him to do things that he'll just be like, okay, gotcha. Yeah, I know that. And I think you're going to see a lot of that on the defensive end. You're going to see him getting, a, a lot, I think, a lot of runs uh, at times, just being a throw-at defender guy, um, a th- kind of a 3-and-D wing guy for Pop, who knows his system and also can help get guys a little up to speed with do this, do this, do this in these type of moments. So I love that addition. And a glue guy, an- another guy that's not going to worry sitting there going, hey, you know, I only shot the ball 10 times this game. No, no, no. He's not going to worry about that. Not that I think that there's many guys on the Team USA that will do that. I think the pecking order is pretty established. It's KD, Damian Lillard, and then everyone else, you know, fill in where you can. But that's the pecking order. It's 1 and 1A uh, with KD and, and Damian Lillard. But I do think, I do think, I also I agree with that comment uh, on the Facebook live feed. I, I love Pop as well, but um, uh, Becky Hammond, I think, certainly it should be it she should stay with the with the San Antonio Spurs and gracefully move in when Pop retires. I would be okay with Greg Popovich continuing to coach the USA men's national team though, Tyler. All right, um back to what I was trying to get at is that I do think Javel McGee is one of these where you look at it on paper and the average NBA fan and people go, "Oh, Javel McGee, he's like he was it was even on a roster this year. Like what is Javel McGee going to do?" I love the Javel McGee add to this roster. Again, he is big. He is physical. He is long. And the uh, Team USA really lacking in that department. He will clean up the boards, do the dirty work, catch lobs against, you know, Serbia and these other teams, 
dunk it down, do all that dirty work, not complain, and be happy to be there. And you need guys like that. You definitely need guys like that. And also, JaVale McGee has sneakily played with a lot of these guys. He has sneakily played with a ton of these guys. So I do think that is really important, is that JaVale McGee has a a relationship with them. And yes, he is crazy, he's wild, but he's not going to play enough minutes to cost a game and he's going to eat up a bunch of minutes if a guy like Bam Adebayo gets in a lot of foul trouble. You can throw him in there. He can eat up some fouls. He can help you with Spain and dealing with the length and the and the size of Gasol's and all those type of players in those type of systems. So I'm very comfortable with a guy like JaVale McGee. You know, and 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 I again I like that compared to bringing in you know who else? He's he's probably in shape, ready to go because he's looking for an, a, a contract, anyways. And I think it'll be a motivated JaVale McGee uh, to be a part of the system. So overall, I do think losing Bradley Beal is a real hit. It's a real hit because he's a real, legit, world-class scorer. But I do think it gives more clarity to the second unit. And I do think then you can look at that second unit of like Holiday, Levine, Middleton, rotate in whatever kind of uh, power forward type you want Jeremy Grant, Keldon Johnson, those type of guys, you know, kind of rotating in, even maybe uh, you stretch it, you move Middleton down there and you keep Tatum in for a while at that, at that three spot. And I, and I really do think all of a sudden now that is a really defined roles and defined team versus like how to Beal and Levine work together. Who's playing the three, not a lot of defense on that. Uh, and that type of roster. So I do think that brings some more clarity to it, and I'm really okay with that. And 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 then it allows Levine to be kind of the scorer uh, for the second unit, which, again, I think fits to his strength, um, and just being explosive versus deferring to Bradley Beal, where Bradley Beal is not as much of a uh, explosive wow you with his athleticism. He's more just a shot maker, and uh, and uh, I, and I think in the in the world game, sometimes you just need your best athletes to be your best athletes because we have better athletes than the other guys. Is that you know that you know what I'm, you know I'm saying? It makes sense in that way. So I also want to mention here, and I think it's worthwhile. I think it's really worthwhile as we get close to the Olympics here, and we'll talk more Olympics as we go on. Simone Biles, I can't wait for. Uh, you know, the swimming is always incredible to watch. The sprinting, the Summer Olympics are just magical. It's really a really a special time. I do think we have to be prepared, though, for this to be, become a kind of a disaster. And there could be asterisks left and right over this Olympics. There really could be. Because Lord knows um, who's going to be, you know, Oh, they tested positive. They're out. Oh, the best swimmer for the Chinese relay team is out. That affects them. Oh, you know, the best uh, javelin thrower from Brazil tests positive. They're out. I do do think we need to start cautioning ourselves as fans going into this and realizing the overabundance of caution, which they're going to use to get this thing through and make it happen. No fans. They're not even putting the medals on the necks. The athletes have to grab their own medals and put them on their own necks. You know, the overabundance of testing and everything like that for them to be able to get this thing off, I do think is going to lead to all of a sudden Team USA could be without Kevin Durant. 
you know, women's soccer, all of a sudden you could have Alex Morgan, Megan Rapino test positive, even though they're vaccinated or they came in contact with someone. And all of a sudden we got asterisks left and right over this Olympics. Uh, who, you know, is really the best, who is a lot of left off. So, I do think we just need to start mentally preparing for that as we are excited about the Olympics coming back. I'm thrilled about the Olympics coming back, but I, I'm not, I'm just letting you all know, I'm not going to sit here and complain and moan like, Oh, they shouldn't test or do anything like that. No, they, they, they've, they've got to, for, for optics alone, you have got to be proactive with the testing, making sure there are no outbreaks and making sure that you are showing the world um, that they're doing it is it, it, with the best, you know, intentions and the and and the safety of the athletes is at the forefront. But I do also think there needs to be a little bit of that. Take a breath and realize this could be the Olympics where some weird things happen. I I mean I still highly doubt that anyone's going to get more medals in the USA golds and all that. We always dominate the Summer Olympics, but this could be one of those type of Olympics where you're like. Wait a minute. We lost in this, and we lost in this, and we lost in this, or that country lost in that. But they're incredibly good at that. Like they've won like eight gold medals in a row in that, and they lost because, uh, you know, it could be an asterisk Olympics in a lot of ways, and it is because it's the 2021 Olympics as it is. Uh, you're listening on the mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app, brought to you by Kunis Honda Hyundai. Your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith, family, giving back. That's Cunis country. When we come back, let's move on to golf. The Open, it's underway. The leaderboard is a dream for a guy like me. We'll break it all down. When we come back, don't go anywhere. Live and local on a Saturday in America's hometown, Hannibal. It's on the mark on News Talk 1070 KHMO. We're looking for a few good workers. The Coach House Restaurant in Quincy is hiring. You can be part of a growing team providing homemade meals to our local community. In fact, we're really more like family. Come work in a friendly environment where we have the best customers. Extremely competitive wages are being offered for capable and hardworking waitresses and line cooks. Visit the restaurant or our website at QuincyCoachHouse.com for an application. The Quincy Gems present America's pastime, baseball. The Quincy Gems are in Prospect League action tonight at QU Stadium. There's baseball, great food, and beverages available. And it's the most economical entertainment you'll find. So bring your family and friends out tonight and enjoy the Gems in action. The Quincy Gems host the Burlington Bees tonight at QU Stadium. Come out and enjoy a hot dog, a soda, a cold beer, and Quincy Gems baseball. Play ball. Take us anywhere. Hometown News Talk 1070 KHMO and the free KHMO mobile app for your smartphone. Do you ever lose your balance or feel dizzy for no apparent reason? Do you hear ringing in your ears or have migraines? Well, you're not alone. One in five Americans will experience these symptoms, which could be signs you have a problem with your inner ear or vestibular system. Because these symptoms are invisible and hard to describe, they are often overlooked by doctors and dismissed by family and friends. We can help. Call the Vestibular Disorders Helpline at 800 837 
800-837-8428. That's 800-837-8428. Or visit us online at liferebalanced.org. Sponsored by the Vestibular Disorders Association. Veterans face treacherous situations filled with peril while serving our country. Many veterans come home physically injured, suffering from PTSD, have traumatic brain injuries, or other ailments. At an unprecedented time in history, our most vulnerable veterans are isolated at hospitals and their homes. Imagine having to shelter in place forever. Over the past year, Help Heal Veterans has sent nearly a half million therapy kits to isolated veterans and active military. Help Heal Veterans, with the support of citizens like you, creates, manufactures, and distributes therapeutic art and crafts projects for our veterans and military, making things better together. Join us in supporting an isolated or sick veteran and help them through this desperate time. To learn more, visit HealVets.org. This message is furnished by Help Heal Veterans, a not-for-profit organization that has been helping veterans for 50 years. HealVets.org. Stuck with a high interest. With daytime highs approaching 83. Northeast winds 5 to 10 miles per hour. Lows level off around 65. Tonight, mainly clear skies and quiet. High temperatures reach up to 84. Tomorrow, partly cloudy skies. Highs level off around 84 Monday under partly cloudy skies. 87 Tuesday, right now 73. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai. Over 3,000 new and used vehicles to choose from. Uh, listen, their network of dealers is massive. So I've told you this story before. I'll tell it again. When I bought my truck from Cunis almost a year ago, I've almost been a part of the Cunis family for a year, which is just incredible and it's amazing and it's been such an amazing year i found it it was actually one of their dealers in monmouth illinois and i was like well well that's a bummer and they're like no we'll have it for you tomorrow just come down and test drive it bada bing bada boom cunisquincy.com shop online just stop by the dealership talk to one of the great sales uh professionals they have uh, you really 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 if you're in the new market for a new vehicle, we'll do yourself a disservice if you don't check out Cunis Honda Hyundai, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy, and tell them Mark sent you. Faith Family Giving Back. All right. Um, so, you know me if you've been listening to the show. We're on episode 94 of this show. So, we've, we've, we've been together enough for you to start to, I think, understand how I feel about certain things. So... If you're a listener of mine and you and you and you like my opinions on things, all you have to do is click on the leaderboard right now for the Open Championship in England and know that I think this is great for golf. An absolute win for golf. First off, A, the St. Royal George in uh, Kent, England is just uh stunning. The Lynx Golf, you know, the one of the big differences between the European and the UK Lynx Golf and American golf is it's so open and wide and the tall grass and you don't get the trees. It, it, it's daunting in the sense of its size and it almost seems simpler. But then when you actually see the depth of the bunkers, the length of the tall grass, uh, the winds usually, the weather, uh, golf in, in, in Scotland and Ireland and, and, and in England, it's just different. It's just so it's so different. Then you and then you turn you compare that to America, and when you watch golf in, at Pebble Beach or you watch golf at, at you know at, 
uh, the Masters or anything like that. You just, you see, like, we add water features. We add, you know, rolling sand traps and bunkers that are, you know, just skirting the edge and, and trees just randomly in the middle of nowhere. Uh, it's just visually so different to look at, and it's so much fun. Uh, but I will say, I think golf is having a great weekend for a couple of reasons. Obviously, the leaderboard. A guy like Louis Oosthuizen, he's not necessarily a household name to the ca- a casual golf fan, but... I do think that he's a major winner. He's got a major under his belt. Uh, he's a guy that um, people like me understand. I'm not necessarily rooting for the South South African Louis Oosthuizen, but uh, for a, a, a guy like him to be minus 11 through uh, going into the weekend, uh, it goes to show you that uh, there are low scores to be out there. I mean, uh, already looking at the leaderboard this morning, because remember, they're six hours ahead. You have guys like Streelman and Cockrack who've already done, you know, Shooting low, low numbers, minus four, minus three is out there, minus five from um, Robert McIntyre as well. So y- you have capability of shooting low scores on a Saturday, which then to me, if you're within five shots of the leader right now, you have a chance. One of those guys is going to win it. And if you look at the guys who are within five shots of the leader, all of a sudden you start saying, whoa, these are some big names for golf. This is a great week for golf. Obviously, First and foremost, in second right now at minus nine is Colin Morikawa, the young American who is electric. He is so smooth. He reminds you of what Jordan Spieth was three years ago. Just an incredible ball striker, really a ton of confidence. And for a smaller frame guy, can hang it. Like he can drive with the with the big boys, even as a smaller frame guy, just because the way he strikes the ball. Uh, and then, of course, Jordan Spieth right there behind him at minus eight. So you have Morikawa, you have Spieth, you have Dustin Johnson at minus seven, only a couple shots back. And I would even go as far to say John Rahm and, and, and um, Brooks Kepka as well are right there in the in the running for it because they're starting off at minus five today. And, uh, and, and these are guys who have a chance to really, really make some moves. And these are big names on the leaderboard. So big, big names on the leaderboard. One of those guys you'd love to see win this Open, uh, especially a guy like Morikawa or Jordan Spieth. I think they'd be great stories. Morikawa, I know, is playing for Team USA in the Olympics as well. So that could be really huge for him and his brand recognition. You know, go out, win the Open, then go represent Team USA in the golf. Uh, can you win a gold medal there? That would be awesome. It, those are the type of things that uh, that – Golf needs these big storylines that we've talked a lot about, the storylines and golf. And the other thing, obviously, and uh, we'll get in the comments, Tyler, on the uh, Facebook Live here, agreed. Bryson DeChambeau and Brooks Kepka are the gift to keep on giving for golf. And the funny thing is, it's, it's, so, it's so obvious to me, and, and, I, and it's so, I think, painfully obvious to everyone else, that... that Bryson DeChambeau is like the greatest heel of all time. And he doesn't even realize that he's the greatest heel of all time. I use the word heel like, you know, like a wrestling, like the bad guy, the heel. Like, there's a couple reasons why Bryson is just incredible at what he's doing right now. First off, A, he does have a major win, and it's within the last two years. So he's relevant. He's got the name recognition. He's got the big sponsors. And the way he plays his game is so unique. It's great on Instagram. It's great on Twitter for engagement just because these long drives and it's wow, it's power, it's insane. 
400-yard drives, that all plays really, really well. And then for him to be the type of guy that we all know this guy, right? We all went to high school with this guy who's just so oblivious and he's just so into his own head and his own self that he can't get out of his way. I mean, you you hear the quotes of him blaming his driver and his caddy quitting and all these things. And then we've all went to high school with that guy, Brooks Kepka, who is cooler than cool, who just has zero, uh, you know, zero interest in being cool, but he just is cool of dropping the I love my driver and dropping the Instagram post, driving into the weekend like, it's such great trolling. It's so fun. And and honestly, I think at this point in time, Bryson needs to really step back, take a breath, because he's kind of falling apart as a golfer. I mean, he's he's competitive. It's not like he, you know, he made the cut and things like this, but Bryson should not be struggling this bad. And I do think so much of it's mental. Because his game and the way he plays his game is so fit for courses like this and links golf and things like this. But why is he struggling so bad? I think it's so much of it's mental, but it's for us, the consumer, <clears throat> it is the gift that just keeps on giving. Um, so great weekend for golf. Can a guy like Morikawa, Spieth, Dustin Johnson, can one of those three big name Americans, or even a guy like John Rahm, uh, who just got his first major, the Spaniard, you know, I think he's world number one or number two. Can he go two in a row any sort of great momentum, a great storyline like that for golf, then heading into Olympic golf and a lot of the big names of playing in Olympic golf, it's such a win. And and how can you not root for a Colin Morikawa or a Jordan Spieth to really write these and, and cure a lot of these demons for Jordan Spieth? In a weird way, a Jordan Spieth winning almost feels like Tiger winning the Masters again. It's like a small version of that. We're just like, oh, we, I feel like we'd all just like, let out a big sigh, like, oh, my God, this poor kid. Now, nah, you know, you do, do I really feel bad for a multimillionaire golfer guy? No, but you can just see that he struggles mentally with the game. You almost feel that way for Rory, too. You just like to see them both win another one, just so it's like, even if that's the last one they ever win, it's like, okay, whew, they did it again. Take uh, take a breath, and it's uh, and it, it could be something like that. But, uh, but a guy like Colin Morikawa could help launch him into that next level of superstardom. All right, um, when we come back to wrap up the show, a couple quick-hitting stories uh, that I'll give some thoughts on quickly as we rifle through towards the end of the show. I know this has been a basketball-heavy talk. Uh, I'll give you a little bit of a football preview, start to kind of lay out where we are. You know, we're in the we're in the middle of July here. In two months from now, we will be in NFL action. So we're going to start getting into the previews and NFL and predictions and stuff like that. I've been I've been percolating on all that stuff. Don't you worry. Uh, you're listening on the mark on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Stuck with a high interest. I'm Megan Hawker, and welcome to Heartbeat. Questioning your faith or having doubts doesn't mean your faith isn't real or that you're a fake Christian. Having questions is perfectly normal and healthy. People who don't take the time to ask hard questions about their faith will eventually have a serious struggle when they experience a tragedy or come across the probing questions of an intelligent skeptic. The pastor and author, Tim Keller, writes, It is no longer sufficient to hold beliefs just because you inherited them. In other words, if you grew up in a Christian home, it's time to make your parents' faith your own. 
take time to reflect on your doubts and bring them to God. He will patiently walk with you as you work out your faith. Heartbeat is brought to you by the Salvation Army. Did you know that most adults with autism are unemployed and a major hurdle is the lack of job opportunities? That's why Autism Speaks is teaming up with Lee Container, the Jay Donald and Laurel Lee Family Foundation Fund, and delivering jobs to create a more inclusive workforce in the U.S. Are you an HR professional, community leader, or business owner? Join us in creating a workforce where people of all abilities can contribute and thrive. To learn more, visit AutismSpeaks.org slash employment. KHMI and the free KHMO mobile app. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai. You got to ask them about their complimentary lifetime powertrain warranty on new and used vehicles. Select used vehicles. 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith, family, giving back. That's Cunis Country. Tell them Mark sent you. Uh, just to let our uh, radio audience in on a little thing. We were I was getting into it on the Facebook Live. So we were on Facebook Live. Follow uh, uh, the show on Facebook, On The Mark, KHMO. Just search On The Mark, one word, all together, KHMO on Facebook. We do a Facebook Live during the show, so you can watch me uh, during the show and uh, keep in touch throughout the week. We are talking a little uh, the fact that NFL training camp starts next week. And like I was just saying before the break, I'm going to start getting really into making predictions for the season, breaking it down. Remember, we got 17 games now. Records are going to be a little wonky, different, weird. And and just quick thoughts a little bit on the Andy Dalton, Justin Fields, just because we were kind of just talking about it. I, I'm, not, I'm okay with the Bears starting Andy Dalton at quarterback to start the season. But I'm only okay with it is if his leash is as short as Mitchell Trubisky's leash was. Because remember, the Bears were 2-0, and then they go to Atlanta. Mitch has a, a, a very poor first half. The Bears are losing to a bad Falcons team, and he throws that pick, and that was it. And then we had six straight games of losing and sucking with Nick Foles before the Bears got back to Mitchell Trubisky. So... I'm okay with starting Andy Dalton, but his leash better be just as short as Mitchell Trubisky's leash was. Does that make sense? Like, because I, I, otherwise, to me, it just then it goes to show, and I know I don't necessarily need more evidence, but just the incompetence. I mean, you know, they talk about all this offseason. Matt Nagy's just been this plan, the plan, the plan, the plan. So if the plan is is that shaky or that uncertain, that just goes to show me it's like, okay, well, the incompetence is really, really high there at Hallis Hall if if uh, we can't stick to whatever this specific plan is. So I'm okay with Dalton starting, even if Justin Fields looks way better than him at camp, which I think he will. But there needs to be the a very defined leash. What is Andy Dalton's leash? At what point in time do you say enough is enough? And Andy should know that as well. I think it should be very clear, very obvious. I think that's one of the problems is they didn't tell Mitchell what his leash was. I think Mitchell thought, oh, okay, well, I can have a bad half. I can lose one game. I was 2-0. and I lose one game. But no, you get pulled, and you know now it's all chaos and all heck breaks loose. All right, I uh, didn't mean to go on a little bit of a Bears rant, but there you go. I do want to touch on, as we start to wrap up the show here, only a couple minutes left, um, the Cubs trade Jock Peterson. So... I don't want, you know, as soon as Cubs traded Jock Peterson to the Braves for a minor league uh, first baseman, 
you start to see Twitter world and, and all the social media go like, you know, sound the alarms, the Cubs fire sale begins. I don't necessarily think that's true. I think trading Jock Peterson, two reasons. It, 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 it means it could, obviously it could mean fire sale on the way. It's very obvious that it could mean, but here, let me, this, let me try and defend why it, uh, let me give the other side of the argument here. You knew Jock Peterson was a one-year deal anyways. He's playing well. The Braves are a little desperate because they lost Acuna Jr. They maybe were willing to then part with someone who they wouldn't have parted with just even a week ago when they still had Acuna Jr. And so you maybe were able to sneak a a really talented prospect away from a team um, for a one-year rental guy who you knew you weren't bringing back anyways. So maybe it just made the smart sense anyways and a guy you just want in your system. But also... There's another thing to you can do. Baseball is a weird sport where the locker room and the clubhouse, it's different. And the guys in the locker room and the guys in the clubhouse, that's everything. They respond to messages. They, you know, you see them. They, baseball players are emotional when they make the wrong pitching change. You see guys, you get, you know, uh, pulled or you know, uh, uh, you know, benched for a for a day because they you know, struck out four times before. Guys are emotional in baseball, and Jock Peterson, you could tell, was really liked in the clubhouse. You know, he's got his little fake mustache thing he's doing, and he, he having fun with Rizzo and Brian and all the guys. So it could also just be a message sender too, like, hey, we had an eleven game losing streak, twelve game losing streak. We went from first place up by like five games. Now we're battling and we're in the slog of it, and we're under five hundred. If you guys want to stay here, you have three weeks. You got three weeks for this deadline, two weeks for this deadline. Win games, get motivated, save your jobs, and uh, and 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 we'll uh, we'll go into just an off season, or we'll we'll offload you for in a heartbeat like we just did with Jock Peterson. So I think it's a you'd say say it in two ways. Obviously, it feels like the start of a fire sale, but those would be my two in defense that could not be a fire sale. Uh the other thing I want to mention, you guys know I'm a NASCAR guy and my guy in NASCAR is Brad Keselowski and it was announced just the other day he will not be returning to Penske and he will not be driving the number 2 Ford uh which I I always the number two, uh, the number two car was always my favorite for years because it's a Miller Lite car. It was Dodge. Penske always raced with Dodge, and I liked it. And it was Rusty Walls for a long time. Uh, and and Brad Keselowski, uh, when even when Dodge left the sport, they went to Ford. I was like, all right, I can live with Ford. I'm not a big Ford guy, but love what Brad Keselowski did. You know, he won in 2012. He's a young superstar, up and comer, and he's been close. I mean, he finished what second in the Cup last year. And it does feel as though it's just been one of those things where it's almost like it's a little bit like, honestly, Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. It's like, hey, this has been stale. I feel like you haven't helped me get over the hump again. Why have why have I not won more? Uh, Brad Keselowski still got five, six years of, of really great racing and competing for championships left. And if there's other teams out there like Wood or Roush uh, that are going to willingly pay him a lot more money and come in and kind of be the, their number one guy, I, I don't blame him for leaving, even though it is one of those you're taking a risk because Penske is Penske and it's a lot of horses, a lot of money, a lot of manpower behind Penske Motorsports. Uh, but I will say this. 
That's just the weird thing about NASCAR and like anything in sports. If you're, you know, but NASCAR is, I think, a little different. Is your loyalty to the number and the car and the team or is your loyalty to the driver? I think it's a lot, in a lot of ways, it's both. Is my loyalty to the Chicago Bears first and foremost? Yes, of course. But if there's a great Bears player, they then go somewhere else. I always loved rooting for Greg Olson and kept, you know what I mean? But if he was playing the Bears, it's different. Now, I, I will continue to root for number two. And uh, Sinderic, I think, is a, is a good young driver, and he'll be very good. But Keselowski's my guy, and I will support Keselowski unless he's, you know starts driving with Toyota. I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> Not a Toyota guy. Uh, but uh, anyway, so there you go. His thoughts on that. Hey, you know, it's, it's one of those things that's very interesting in NASCAR. I think this could be good for Brad, and I think it could be uh, just a change of scenery. And also, go get your money. Someone's willing to pay you more and come on over, secure that bag in NASCAR, just like any other sport. Get that bag. Um I also want to quickly say Damian Lillard, the trade talks kind of exploded over the past two days. Like two days ago, there was reports from Shams and some other guys in the NBA world that Damian Lillard is going to ask for a trade. He's going to formally request a trade. Lillard comes out yesterday, says that's BS. I'm not going to do that. I just want um, urgency. I want a winning. I want to be aggressive in getting to that next level, to be in Western Conference Finals, to be in NBA Finals. Damian Lillard is a 1A. This dude's an alpha. If he moves, it's a landscaping change in the NBA, especially depending on where he goes. I don't want to sit here and speculate, but I do think so much of it will depend on what Portland actually wants. Does Portland want to stay relevant and stay competitive, and so they're going to try and get really good pieces back? Or does Portland want to go heavy into the draft, heavy into assets, heavy into trusting the process, then that is so you have completely different teams to look at because every other team has, you know, Oklahoma City's got a million draft picks, but I don't think that they would ship him Oklahoma City. Golden State's got a ton of draft picks and a ton of capital. The Philadelphia 76ers don't necessarily have a ton of draft picks, but they have a lot of good players, too. So where where does that go? I think it's gonna be really interesting to see and, and we'll keep an eye out for it again. I don't want to sit here and waste 10 minutes just speculating on it. Especially, I'll take Dame at his word. If he denies the trade report, I trust Dame. He's always been honest. No reason for him to just start lying now. Finally, I'll wrap up by saying, um, over the next week or two, I will start to uh, get you guys prepared for we will do NFL preview stuff. I will lay it out like I've done the past couple NFL seasons. Who I think is winning the divisions, playoff predictions, um, where I think the season will go, what it will look like. Barring, obviously, all the injuries. And then as we go through camp and other things, I'll make amendments if there's a big trade. I'll make an amendment if there is a uh, if there is a big injury and things like that. But otherwise, we'll go. We'll dive into it. And football will really start beginning in earnest here in a couple of weeks in August. And we'll have a ton of fun with it. It's going to be a great football season. Can't wait. You know, football show first and foremost. Thank you so much for making us a part of your Saturday morning Follow me on Twitter, on Instagram, at Mark Hesman. Follow the show on the Mark KHMO. Uh, I got a lot of golf to watch. Got a lot of NBA Finals to watch tonight. Some NASCAR this weekend as well. Hopefully you guys get a chance to watch whatever you love. Maybe a little baseball. Baseball, Ray. Uh, enjoy. Be safe. Have fun. I will see you next week for another live and local edition on the Mark. News Talk 1070 KHMO. Stuck with a high interest rate?